World Series, game number three is tonight. Will the Dodgers start a comeback or will the Red Sox take a commanding and definitive 3-0 lead? Plus, in the NBA, yesterday I gave my Eastern Conference standing predictions. Today, we go to the West. Who's making the playoffs? I have some surprises at the top as well. Plus, the LA Lakers, after losing their first three games, win two in a row. How much should fans be taking from their first five games? Plus, the Houston Rockets reportedly offer five first-rounders or four. Does it matter for Jimmy Butler? My thoughts on that. Also, Odell Beckham Jr., this weekend's matchups in the NFL, and a little bit of e-gaming talk. It's a SportsThings podcast. That starts now. Come on in. Sports Six Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Friend, here on an absolutely jammed, and I mean jammed, Friday. And let's get started with 90 seconds on the clock. Game three of the World Series is tonight. They shifted the series out to L.A. And will the Dodgers start a comeback tonight is the question. My answer, no, but yes. Okay, you got that? And let me explain. No, because overall, as I said on yesterday's podcast and show, I think this series is over. I think it's over in five, maybe six if the Dodgers get a little bit lucky and play well, but it's over. And I still stand by that the Dodgers are not making a comeback. But in terms of tonight on an individual basis, I think tonight is their best chance to win. They're at home which is an advantage, no doubt about it. It's a little bit warmer, A, first and foremost. The pitching matchup of Bueller versus Purcello, I would take Bueller. He's been better. I think they have the advantage there. They're playing in the NL Stadium, which means there's no DH, which means Alex Cora is going to have to put J.D. Martinez in for somebody else, which is a small disadvantage. I think this is the night for the Dodgers. If they can win a game and even have a glimmer of hope of coming back in this series, they got to win tonight. I thought game two was a must win. I think the series is over. If they want any chance of hope, it's tonight. And I actually think, as I said, tonight is their best chance to do so. Now, three minutes on the clock. Yesterday, I gave my Eastern Conference standings predictions in the NBA. So today, we shift out West. Winning the Western Conference... No, nope, don't even try it. Don't don't even try to argue anybody else is the Golden State Warriors. The only thing that would stop this is injuries. And by the way, even then, they still would probably win the West. Their Western competition got, in my opinion, overall relatively significantly worse. They're winning this thing in, in probably very easy fashion. And now behind that, I mean, you can really just shoot a dart at a board because you know the teams in general that are making the playoffs. Once you get to seven and the eight seed, it's a little bit questionable. But in general, we kind of have an idea of who's making the playoffs. But in terms of order, I literally think the teams that I'm about to say, two through six, I mean, the six team could be two and the two teams could be six. I think it's that close. But I did, you know, shoot a dart at a board in the dark. And so here's my take on it. Number two... Might be a surprise. I have the Denver Nuggets. I get it's not sexy. I get it might be a surprise. 
But you have Jokic. You also have Gary Harris. You also have Jamal Murray. Now, the obvious thing there, if you're an NBA fan or a Nuggets fan, you know all of those guys are 24 or younger. That's a little bit questionable, but their defense is strong. I like the talent they have up top. I like the way they've started off this season. They're number two. Number three also may be a surprise. I have the New Orleans Pelicans. Anthony Davis, first and foremost, period, end of story. Very well could be the MVP this season. You also have Nikola Moore. Oh, my God. I, I pronounced it this morning. Nikola Morkerich? Mork- oh, I butchered that. You know who I mean. As well as, <laughs> that's awful. As well as Julius Randle, uh, Alfred Payton, Etwan Moore, who's gotten better. I really like that a lot. I also think you have to look at Alvin Gentry. Now is your turn. Make this team go around like it's supposed to. A big year for him. A big year for somebody like Julius Randle and Alfred Payton even. They finish four, or excuse me, three. At number four is the GOAT. (laughs) Some people think they won't make the playoffs. I think they'll be number four. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. Lonzo Ball, who's shown up so far. Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, Josh Hart. I think it's going to be a little bit up and down, as we've already seen. Young teams tend to be that way, but they are number four. Number five is the Houston Rockets. A popular pick in most people's rankings for number two or three are my number five. When you add Carmelo Anthony and you dish out Trevor Arizia and Luke Bahamute and have Chris Paul aging, now 33, I can't have a ton of faith in that, though apparently they might be getting Jimmy Butler for a million first-round picks, which I'll get to here in a little bit. Number six is the Utah Jazz. I like Donovan Mitchell. My main concern and why I'm nowhere near as high on them as some people are is their depth. I think it stinks and heaven help them if they have injuries. Number seven is the Oklahoma City Thunder. A lot of flash, a lot of sexiness, but not a lot otherwise, though. Still be able to be enough to sneak them into the playoffs as a seven seed. And number eight is the Portland Trailblazers. You know Lillard, you know McCollum. Big X player for them this year. Zach Collins, the second year player out of Gonzaga. Can he make the step forward. Those are my teams for the West playoffs. Okay, you got all that? Cool. Let's move on. (laughs) Here in just 90 seconds, I literally am going to get to the Jimmy Butler trade that may or may not be happening in the preposterousness of that proposal. But... 90 seconds on the clock right now for the Los Angeles Lakers. After losing their first three games, everybody's freaking out. What's happening? The LA Lakers won back-to-back games, including one against the Denver Nuggets, who, as you just heard, I'm very high on. Like, y'all still freaking out or not? That's what I want to know. It was unbelievable. Now, granted, there was a decent amount of people who were saying it's early. Don't panic yet. But I also heard some people having some pretty drastic opinions. They looked good last night. LeBron has been overall on. Also, for those of you who, you know, were on him for not being clutch in that other game, he was very clutch last night. And Stevenson has actually looked like a really good fit so far, which is the biggest surprise to me. And Lonzo Ball has showed up. Showed up. So, my question is, are you still doing what I'm calling the LA Freakout? It's a little jiggy that I did on today's show, but it's also like, Oh my gosh, they're good. Oh my gosh, they're bad. Like, we're going to get this all season long out of LA. All season long. People freaking out. People overreacting. Because, well, I mean, in case you forgot, LeBron James is on their team, and that tends to be what happens when he goes anywhere. 
fortunately or unfortunately, in, a, in my opinion, it doesn't really impact the team. And for us media and fans, it's unfortunately. Now, two minutes on the clock. I, I, I mean, my goodness. I'll use my saying, I spit out tea when I was drinking coffee when I read this this morning. I was like, what the hell? Or last night, I don't even know when the hell it was. I think I got knocked unconscious when I read it. Apparently, the Houston Rockets, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, have a trade offer on the table for Jimmy Butler that includes four. I mean, my goodness, they put a LeBron. Not one, not two, not three, but four first-round picks. Folks, I don't know if you knew this. I didn't know this until this morning. There is literally a rule in the NBA that prevents teams from trading more than four first-round picks within a five-year period, if that makes sense. There's literally a rule against the stupidity. Now, they can do four, they just can't do five, so technically this is a fair offer. I, I, I just want to know what the hell the Houston Rockets are thinking. If this is true, which Adrian Wojnarowski is as best as they get in this business, you're talking about trading for a guy for apparently Four first-round picks, which is mind-boggling still, for who has only one year left on his contract. And now again, maybe they have a little bit of a wink and a nod from his agent saying, hey, yeah, we're going to resign in Houston, which is still fine. But even then, four, four first-rounders for you know Minnesota, who hasn't reportedly had many trade offers out on the table? For Jimmy Butler? Uh, I, I'm like, I like Jimmy Butler. I absolutely do. But holy hell, this is way too much. I would do two if you have the wink and the nod from the agent. But four is ludicrous. And I know some of those picks will be lottery protected and fine. It's still too much. And most importantly, if the Houston Rockets thinks Jimmy Butler, despite you know him being a very, very good player, is going to fix all their problems on this team, well, then they're delusional. All right, let's shift to some NFL here before, as I said, believe it or not, I am going to get to some e-gaming stuff later on. But 90 seconds on the clock, Odell Beckham Jr. He's in the headlines again. This time, he was asked, if you knew a 1-6 record was coming this season, would you have re-signed with the Giants? Odell responding, quote, I don't really know. It's not really resign. I could have been here for another three years. He's referring to franchise tags. It's hard to think about now, and it's really irrelevant to think about it because I'm here, end quote. Yeah, that's uh, not exactly the most reassuring comment from Odell, is it? I mean, especially if you're a Giants fan. My goodness, Giants fans, let me say this. I am sorry because this doesn't sound because good because, and I think in large part, it's because of your own management and franchise. Giants, you better be careful. You better be real careful with how you handle Odell Beckham Jr. This is the guy you need for this rebuild. This is one of the best wide receivers, wide receivers of all time, who at this point, as I've said week in and week out, I have zero problem problems if he wants the hell out of town. And you better be careful in your handling with him. But, I mean, it really is. This just goes back to my take last week. It's, it's, it's amazing how much is happening to the New York Giants. It's, it truly is. I said this half-joking. Now I'm starting to half-believe it. The Cowboys are, you know, found their little brother. It's called the, you know, New York Giants. It's, it's a little cute. Anything that can happen will happen. They tend to be a disaster. It kind of seems like the New York Giants as well at this point. 
don't know what the hell that was at this point. There we go. Okay, 90 seconds on the clock. NFL Week 8. Week 8. I mean, my goodness, this season is flying by. And, oh boy, there are some fun matchups on the table for this weekend. Hey, ladies, gentlemen, this ain't that week. This ain't that week. You know, sometimes you you have that weekend that you take off, you go out with the family, you go out on a date, you go out with your significant other. Yeah, no, 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 this ain't the week. Tell them next week. Tell them a week after. Tell them they got to wait to week 17. I don't know what to tell you, but this ain't that week. Okay, lots of great games on the table. First and foremost, unfortunately, it's at 9.30 freaking a.m. in London. We have Jaguars versus Eagles, which is intriguing, but it gets better. Saints versus Vikings. My, oh, my, oh, my. I mean, really intriguing matchup. Obviously, the Saints on paper are favored in that one. I'll make my predictions on the usual Sunday Sportsnik radio show. Then followed up by that, the Ravens versus, oh, I put their own team down here. I have Ravens versus Steelers. I know that ain't right. Uh, Ravens versus Panthers. Yes, that's what I thought. Ravens versus Panthers. That's going to be exciting. Really exciting and underrated matchup this week. And then even Packers-Rams. It's like that's one of the least good matchups this week. And it's still absolutely amazing. Tune in. Dial in. Don't tune out. All of live coverage on Twitter at NickFriend24. And to wrap things up, let's go 90 seconds on the clock for this. Michael Jordan invested in a $26 million Series C funding round for the parent company of a team called Team Liquid for those who are not familiar with e-gaming as much as I am starting to familiarize myself and other people are. Here's the thing. I, I don't know when people are going to wake up to this, and I think millennials definitely have, and I think it's even starting to leak into older generations, but needs to happen quick, fast, and in a hurry. This meaning e-gaming is absolutely the real deal. It is absolutely the real deal. And people need to wake up and realize that because you talk to people especially 18 and under, and even, uh, I mean, 24 and under, this is what they're talking about a large part, in large part when it comes to sports. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. Don't take my word. Let's take some people who are a lot smarter than me, their words for it. 15 NBA owners and teams now have either partial, full, or a partnership, meaning partial, full ownership, or a partnership with traditional esports teams. They are buying in. And they're a hell of a lot smarter than me. They know what they're talking about. And the numbers speak for themselves. The viewership, the attendance on these are through the roof. In case you haven't realized, Michael Jordan, the second best player of all time in basketball, you know, has has maybe made people realize that, oh, oh yeah, these are kind of a real deal thing. That is the podcast. Earlier today, the 200th edition of the Sports Knicks show was released on sports8.com and the YouTube channel. And tomorrow is my usual off day, but back on Sunday with the usual Sports Inc. radio show and live reaction to NFL games on Twitter at NickFriend24. See you then. Have a good weekend.